This is a Detail Podcast. I wanted to build a team of some very bad people who I think can do some good. It's taken me some work, but I finally have them. The worst of the worst. First up, we have Hophead. She can shoot vines from her hands and can throw massively explosive hop bombs. Next, meet Mr. Mouthfeel, who can chew you up and spit you out. Then there's Master Brewer. He brews up different batches that give him different superpowers. And finally, Pukey Pale. His projectile vomit can melt through almost any material. Together, they form the Brewicide Squad. This week, we're looking back at the year that was with our year in rebrew. Hello and welcome to Drink In, Geek Out, a show where we drink beer and geek out. I am your host, Master Brewer, not too pretentious though, and alongside <laughs> me is Hophead, along with Amanda Waller, along with <laughs> Mr. Mouthfeel, aka Pukey Pale, and let me hold back my vomit so I do not ruin <laughs> this laptop. Today's episode is featuring... Brunchtastic Voyage from Dot and Line, and some beer from Rad. And we are talking about 2021 Year in Rebrew. I just want to like preface that by saying we we wrote some beer from Rad because we're not sure which one it's going to be. <laughs> not not oh we'll just fucking we'll pick one but we have <laughs> we have like four beers here from Rad R.I.P. that we're just gonna. Either drink or throw down the drain. So we've got <laughs> to pay tribute to one. what was the brewery named Rad. It's not a mystery. Not a mystery, Rad. Nope. We just got many options, and we didn't decide on one beforehand. All right. Uh, since you guys have the 9.5 ABV, <laughs> uh, I'll let you guys – I'll let you guys first. How about you guys, how about you guys go first? <laughs> Thank you, Master Brewer, for your yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that you can, you know, sure, get sure. through it and sip. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool, 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 uh, cool, cool. I'm going to chug this whole thing before I check it in. Uh, no, <laughs> as Pale mentioned at the beginning, we have from Dot and Line a beer, a stout, a milk sweet, if you will, called Brunchtastic Voyage, coming in as Dustin mentioned at nine and a half percent ABV and no IBUs. This is a stout with coffee and cocoa, or cacao, added. We picked this one up not too long ago. I'd no. say about a month or so. It was like one of our... Two months. Maybe October visits. Yeah. When they released this. And we just did our, our normal, you buy a four-pack, I buy a four-pack, let's just swap yeah. two. And, and now we have two different beers to enjoy. Absolutely. What better way to end 2021 than with another yeah. dot and line beer, so... Mm-hmm. Seems to be a common theme, but we'll get to that later. One of the newest breweries up in your neck of the woods. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Go, had a full year in August, I think, is whether their one year anniversary. And yeah. So it's very, I enjoy that place so much. 
It's just so nice, cool. clean. And I've enjoyed all the beers I've had there, the one or two times I've been. Mm-hmm. Same. All right, Pale, you got the can handy? Mm-hmm. The I see candy. it's brown. Simple brown label. It's got, got a, boat. a boat, as it is a voyage, and it's got the coffee bean and cocoa in its sails, and it's sitting in what looks like a barrel with the suds coming out the top. Mm, that's what that mm-hmm. is. Yeah. I would imagine it looks like one of those little barrels, like a yeah. wooden Donkey Kong barrel, whiskey barrel, but there's no whiskey in this, so it's a nice little co- sailing ship. Are those coffee beans, like a... Like on the sale, it's a uh, yeah, coffee, a coffee bean, bean and, and chunks of chocolate. Oh, yes. I thought those were books for a second. <laughs> books. <laughs> you know how pirates like to read. I, know, I was like, the uh, sea is so boring. Look at those books. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much on par with you know piracy. It kind of like, does now that I look yeah, at it. I know now you can't unsee it. It's. There, it's like two books. I was thinking like a little coffin, and that's like the top yeah, of the box with the lid. Yeah, yeah, the lid come off like a treasure chest or something. <laughs> it also but, looks like a Hershey bar, like a little piece of Hershey's. That's, that's what, what I first thought I until Pale put that in my mind. Yeah, because it's chocolate and coffee beer. Yeah, <laughs> it's not chocolate and or coffee and book flavored beer. Uh, Pale, you want to read what's on the side here? They did get a extra information about what's in it. Oh, yeah. Um, as we mentioned, 9.5% ABV, sweet stout with coffee, cocoa, or should I say cacao, and yeah. la- lactose. Hops are CTZ, Fuggles, and Willamette. Uh, grain, pale, wheat, chocolate, C80, roasted barley, black malt, yeast, S-04. Don't know what that means because I'm not. Big a brewer, so lots of extra deets. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a very simple can. The rest of it is just you know brown because it's chocolate and coffee. So wouldn't Makes expect sense. any other color. It's like a root beer root root boat. A float. root boat. <laughs> a root boat float. I like it. That's, That's what cool. I'm calling it. <laughs> wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, color pale. Color color, color me pale dark i get a little bit of the brown kind of red notes around the edges not much though mm-hmm. i was gonna say there's a picture on untapped from lewis that has it basically in the light and you can see the red like really well in natural sunlight i don't know oh, okay i can get it a little bit when it's down on my table i can see it like when i look inside the glass like down on the edge I get that like red, like that dark red, like around a little yeah. bit. But then every other picture I'm seeing, I 100% see what Pale is seeing, just the absolute darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So looking at our scale, I think only one with like a just a slight tinge of like a reddish brown. What is that? K2SO? Yep. yep. 49. Probably. Yeah, I could do that or Caesar's fur. Caesar's fur. Have we ever done Caesar's Fur? I don't think we have. I don't think so. I don't think it's ever come up. Uh, I feel like we even, we brush upon it. <laughs> we talk about it. <laughs> and then we just always go with K2SO. Yeah. <laughs> well, there we go. We need a monkey on our voyage across the 
Or we'll go see. with the gladiator armor because we'll talk about something Marvel and be like, oh, it's probably we'll just use Thor's armor. Yeah, <laughs> it fits the episode. Just throw better. it in. Mm-hmm. All right. I think a lot of times we jump from like the mid 30s all the way to like early 50s because like, it's just it goes from like the you know abs- like red that you can see for sure and then then it's like something like really dark stout like but this one is the exception I think because we can see a little bit of red and reds aren't like something we have on the show a lot because it's not something people brew a lot so mm-hmm. we don't ever use those that mm-hmm. range of colors mm-hmm so what are you smelling, Keith? A little roastiness, although there's a lot of head with the spin, so it's kind of hard to get it. I get hints of roasted something or other. Can't get much out of the can either. Hmm. No coffee. There's. Yeah, I'm getting coffee. Yeah, I think that goes with the roastiness, the roasted coffee. Yeah. It yeah. goes hand in hand there. Maybe. Hmm. Like Slightly sweet smell. Pecan a little bit, maybe. Pecan or pecan? Pe- pecan. How do you, yeah. Depends who you are. I don't know. (laughs) It's your preference. I was just curious. Where you're raised. I say pecan pie. But pecan sandies. A little nuttiness. Yeah, there's the bitterness. When I I shake it up a little bit, twirl it, that bitterness comes up in the front. It's not, not a strong coffee. Like usually when it says you're drinking a coffee beer, you're like, oh, that's coffee beer. And when you're drinking a stout with chocolate, you're thinking, oh, there's the chocolate. It's sweet. But this is like a dark coffee and a lot of dark chocolate. And I know it said lactose mm-hmm. added. It does smooth it out, but it's not very sweet. I think, isn't that what they called it? A sweet stout. Not. It's yeah, gotten pretty bitter. Sweet milk stout. I think that's the hops. The hops take away that like sweetness. Hmm. And that it brings that bitterness up and perhaps whatever CTZ fuggles and Willamette, Willamette, whatever those hops that they used. Yeah. But that bitterness, it definitely lingers. It sticks with you. Mm -hmm. Like you are drinking a cup of really dark coffee, strong coffee just kind of sets with you. But yeah, I'm kind of disappointed. It's not as sweet as I thought it was going to. And I know, I think you and I picked this up on draft, or was this the time I went without you? I don't remember. I went a couple times without you, so I'm pretty sure I had this one on draft too. I I want to say I did too. It was in a flight, and I don't recall it being as bitter. Mm-hmm. But there is like that. There is a roasty flavor that it's like there. It's it's under there, but it's just the bitterness is kind of like overtaking yeah. it. So I would I would like more of that roasty like, coffee to come up a little yeah. bit, but kind of reminds me of a uh, I don't want to call it dry because it's not, but like those dry Irish stouts, um, like that one that I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my dog from Summit City. Kind of reminiscent of that because that's lacking a lot of the sweetness. But I don't know. It's unique. It's okay. not bad. It's just not what I was expecting. No, I... so. Yeah, not bad. Just different um i enjoy I, I enjoy different things it just like my i don't know my preference would be probably something more sweet more roasty and with coffee maybe a little bit more chocolate but the hops just kind of do make it a little different yeah. anybody got the untapped machine up there are 47 ratings 
and uh, an average of 3.89. A total of 60 chickens. Not a whole lot of people checking this one in for uh, it being out since October, which is weird. But I did see, scrolling through here, that someone, they're still getting this now. I don't know if it's because they got it, but this looks like a crowler that they got from there. Uh, a lot of people are commenting on how great the smell is. Some people are saying that it finishes better than they were hoping or expecting. Uh, and then there was one guy down here. Uh, where is it? He said that he was he's looking forward to the barrel-aged version mm, of this. That's one. probably Ooh. why he only mm. put a little bit out and the rest mm. went into the barrel. Yeah, that makes sense. I think this would uh, be great barrel-aged. I mean, it's on the label. They wouldn't have to change it, so... It's already been. <laughs> there you go. Taylor V, um, or Taylor 5, <laughs> maybe it's a Roman numeral, says, breakfast in a bottle and gave it a four, but he took a picture of it in a, the can, so maybe he doesn't know the difference between bottles and cans. Maybe not. And Allie M says, definitely a pretty good coffee stout, smells phenomenal, and gave it a 2.75 for being a pretty good coffee stout. Here's a second one that says they can't wait for the bourbon barrel aged version of this. And he gave like an emoji with like drooling face. Mm. Had it on draft. He gave it a four and a quarter. But yeah, pretty much everyone's just saying how great of like coffee uh, smell and taste it is. Barney here gave it a uh, uh, five. He didn't write anything. I almost said six. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> it's that good. It's just that good. Jonathan L. says, more bitter on the finish than I'd really like, but pretty solid overall. Plenty of coffee here. 3.75. Yeah, I think that's it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I went from the bottom up, and then I just read the comment that you did, so there's nothing else down there. Uh, And I don't have any friends to check this in. Right, same. Until a few minutes from now. Just you wait. Uh, I gave this one a 4.25. Um, it's still good coffee notes. It's still a great stout. It's just a bit too bitter, I think on that back end. And I feel like, I don't know, something seems a little bit off than when I first had it on draft the first time, but like a doofus, I did not check it in when I had it on draft. Um, I don't know why I didn't, but, uh, I don't know. It's, it feels like something's lacking as it sat in the can for a bit of time and it just got a little bit too bitter but judging by some of those scores with an average of 3.89 i have a feeling it's gonna be that bitter i think when you add that much coffee be nice to know how much they put in but it seems like quite a bit that instead of just that initial flavor you really get the dark dark roastiness of those coffee beans that kind of set throughout but still a good stout um definitely reminds you of breakfast like you're drinking that black cup of coffee uh, to wake you up in the morning. Um, but I'm thinking like brunch, maybe something a little bit more than coffee, like a cinnamon roll coffee, you know, something along those lines. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty good. So I give it a 4.25. I gave it a 3.75. I agree with everything that you said. I just came down a little bit. I was just a little bit harder on it, I guess. Um, but I said more better than I expected. Definitely unique, but was looking forward to more roasty sweetness. Um, I do. It, do, it still does remind me of breakfast. 
I, there's a lot of dark roast coffees that I, I brew um, in the mornings that this reminds me of. It's just that bitterness, the hops that were added just kind of changed it a little bit and um, just kind of threw yeah. me off a little bit. But um, definitely, you know, it's a, a good brew. I I would try it. I'd recommend trying it if you can, if you can get it. And um, you won't be disappointed. You just got to know that it's not it's not full on milk sweet stout like it says. Just expect that bitterness to kind of make it more dark roasty and bitter than than what you're, you're probably thinking yeah initially. but it is nine and a half percent so i think that bitterness is a bit of a plus uh-huh. so because if it was too sweet this would go down too easily right. too quickly and there goes brunch <laughs> and then you got you got a nap after you drink this in the morning <laughs> Like drink a chocolate milk. <laughs> you don't want to drink it like that so fast you that go. you get sick. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, for <laughs> uh, well, uh, while you guys were talking, Dustin and I were drinking a Rad Brew Half Cycle. We had just finished that off. Um, yeah. I think I checked that in at like three and a half. And I think uh, so. Basically, too. basically, it's a solid, n- nothing special IPA. Like it's a good year-round like whatever just to fill that ipa tap on <laughs> at a brewery yeah. i think it's that mm. type of beer but the beer we are getting to now is called breaking electric pale ale and it's a five percent abv i tried to sneakily open it while you guys were reading your scores and it exploded onto the floor and i had to clean, <laughs> clean it up <laughs> We saw. I don't know if you caught that. The previous beer did that too, but I thought it was because I rolled it. But this beer it was just sitting there all by itself, and it did that. So it's probably due to the age. The brewery did close, I think, in November, like yeah. Thanksgiving time, the night before Thanksgiving or whatever might have been their last day. They they hyped it up. I wouldn't say hyped it up because nobody wants to hype up like them closing fire sale yeah they did several months of like discounted beers and like buy one get one free on carryouts and a bunch of bunch of good deals and dust and i went there and ended up with lots of beer to take home yep um and they have like a pretty short history well maybe it's long i don't know it was a flat 12 at one point and then the owner of books and brew purchased it and I think it was they they kept the name for a little while. Half cycle was actually a fat, flat twelve beer. It even says like yeah. on the side like that it used to be flat twelve, but now it's rad. So that's kind of cool history there. And but then I think it's a bad location that rad just couldn't stay in business. Plus COVID also probably oh, took them out. The color of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's that's the reason i chose it because it's something different it is actually like a blue green beer i don't know why it's electric pale ale and i think uh they they put battery acid in one of the (laughs) it looks like them the anniversary (laughs) ale two toms made oh the yeah exactly that one yeah with the um blue Mm -hmm. probably use that same whatever dye or algae or something they actually put in Yes, yeah, so, yeah, oh, yeah I, blue algae or agave or something like you said. Right. So, 
In terms of the can, it is your basic color can, just like all the other ones. Uh, they just pick a color for the brand, and then it looks like they have graffiti in the background. This is a yeah. soccer player. There's a Adidas. A, he's got like an Adidas. Uh, no, he's like, a break dancer because it says the official beer of Radical Dancing. Uh, yeah, so it's just yeah, be yeah. like a 90s They're sweet break dancer, suits. like uh, Run DMC type. Yeah. Oh, they do have a like the 30, the 31 SVN Street Dance Academy in Fishers. So maybe they like sponsored this, but maybe that, yeah, maybe that guy is from, they took an image, like a picture of the, somebody dancing from there. Uh, But the color of the can is basic blue with something in the background. And then the, the rad label, they kind of switched the font on the rad from can to can. It seems to something different. Yeah. Then there's nothing else to say about this on here. They only have the ABVs. They don't have anything about IBUs on this one. Uh, and I don't see them on the other cans. So maybe they just talk about their alcohol percentages. Uh, yeah, it, IBUs are kind of subjective. So yeah, we'll figure it out as we drink it, hopefully. For sure. Uh, we definitely don't have a color for this one. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to go through our like bonus colors, and there's nothing this weird brute. I don't know. Is it green? Yeah, definitely a green. I was, I, Mine's hundred percent. I was green. gonna say if if yours is blue, that scares me because everybody else on Untapped has like green, and I'm like, oh shit, this is so old. Yours is turning blue, but yeah, hopefully this it's is green. Hulk, we're drinking Hulk, <laughs> Hulk juice. It's Hulk this juice. <laughs> we just juiced the Hulk. <laughs> What's the <laughs> color of the shit uh, Stan Lee drinks in the Edward Norton Hulk? That has oh, like the... his blood in it. Is it green like it's this? It's yellow. Is it... oh, okay, it's more of like a Mountain Dew color. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What Hulk? Um, Mexican drink. What was that called? But it's not quite that. Yeah, we don't have any greens. <laughs> Loki. Loki's robe or whatever he wears. <laughs> Hulk. Yoshi's face. <laughs> Yoshi juice. I like Hulk juice. <laughs> yeah, they just they just call it a soft drink. It, and it's it's Mountain Dew colored. Yeah. It probably is Mountain Dew, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Um, there was one called Green River. It was an actual soda like pop. soda pop back in the day. Because ah. my dad uh, tried that before, and he found it, I think, at Menards or something. They brought it back, and, yeah, it's actually green. looks like that. I'll tell you, it's not appealing at all. <laughs> this is not going to throw off the taste. This isn't St. Patrick's Day. I'm not drinking a Bud Light with no. green coloring. With food so, coloring, yeah. Ugh. This doesn't smell like sh- anything either. Yeah, I get like a little hmm. maltiness, but I would just—I don't know. What, it's a pale ale, so I would expect it to be a more of a hoppy. Right. Smell that green dye. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and just start drinking it and see how I feel. <laughs> Please don't pass out or... It, it starts fo- foaming out fo- of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I say this would be perfect for a pukey pale. Yes. <laughs> I will say... Puke this back up. I will say that this does have a pale ale taste. Yeah. From, mm. like, if you had a, ever had a bass or whatever, mm-hmm. it definitely has, like, that bass... Uh, England styled, 
uh, pale ale taste, but there's no, there's nothing on the back end of it. I feel like the whatever they did to make it this fucking color just kind of dropped the flavor off. Yeah, and it, uh, there's something that lingers, but I don't know, it's just weird. It's really smooth or it's flat. I can't decide. Like the previous one was a little more bubbly. Yeah. It might, this one doesn't it really might have any carbonation in it, it seems like. Even though the head is extreme, it doesn't really yeah. have like the tingles in your mouth that you would expect from that. Yeah. For something that says it's electric pale ale, I kind of was hoping something, right? More of like a Pop Rocks. Yeah. Give me <laughs> give me something yeah. in, in the mouth. Break-In is like a breakdance movie from the 90s. Like, everything is 90s themed at this brewery, so mm-hmm. I like that they picked a theme and kind of stuck with it. They've got, like, the wild thornberries painted on the wall outside, and it's a pretty cool place. I only was there that one, one time when they were actually about to close, but I would have probably gone back. Uh, the sequel is Break-In 2 Electric Boogaloo, so that's probably why they got Break-In and Electric in the name. Hmm. Hmm. You guys ready for unt? Yeah. Unt- yes, please. I was just gonna ask for it. Untapped, 120 check-ins, uh, 3.41 average. So a little on the low side. If you want to compare it to some of the other averages that we've been bringing up. Yeah, good because this is this good. is trash. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like we all had one friend check it in, but pale don't say anything because he's. In our presence. The Master <gasps> Brewer. Master Brewer? Master <laughs> Brewer has had this already? Mm-hmm. Yep. One of the best reviews I found here is from Kelvin. Had no idea it was going to come out green. Not sure why, but I like that it's green. <laughs> Part of the huge deal I got with Rad going out of business. <laughs> this beer is very light with little to no fruit flavors from the hops. Yeah. Very piney and dry. Gave it a three. It is dry. I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. Other than that, people don't say much. <laughs> Only green beer I've had besides St. Patty's. Right, it's so weird. A pale S. This is my one of my variants. Pale S. It's Very burner, easy drinking. Your burner account. <laughs> yeah, my burner. Very easing, <laughs> easy drinking pale ale. Not terribly bitter. At two dollars per pint, I could drink this one a lot. Three and a half. All right, I'm about to check mine in. We'll uh, move on here since we already reviewed a beer <laughs> essentially earlier in this segment um i gave it a 3.25 and said smooth no, there's not a ton of flavor the green color is probably the only thing interesting but interesting about it uh it, it is light which i guess is good for certain situations but since there's not a lot of flavor it, it's not nothing to really write home about um, I have a friend who checked it in, gave it a three. She is a bartender friend of mine, uh, so she knows a little bit of what she's talking about. I myself gave this a three twenty five. I had it on tap there, uh, so the green didn't really caught me off guard. It just shocked me because I forgot. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I remember. I remember having that bullshit. Now, uh, it sucks right here in this out of this can. <laughs> Who knows how long this has been in this can? You, right, as well. right. So I think because they were just trying to get everything out of their warehouse or back storage room. unit or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So if I hadn't previously checked this in there, I probably would have given this like a two seventy five or <laughs> like barely a three. It sucks. 
um, <laughs> but saving grace to it, it does. It is a pale ale, and it tastes like a pale ale. Yeah, I, I just I wonder if having it on tap did something a little bit to the electric part, and maybe the electric part had a little bit of a flavor fresher. Probably where where out of the can it was just awful. But as send offs go, sorry, Rad, but this one fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have two. The, I have two more yeah, to go. So before the end of the show, maybe you'll redeem <laughs> redeem them. Uh, so but it's the uh, green, you can't feel the Green Lantern of beer here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Uh, oh, yes. the, <laughs> yeah. It's not the Hulk. It's the Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking maybe the Eric Bana Hulk at this point, but I, I like the Ryan Reynolds <laughs> reference better because <laughs> even he doesn't like that movie. Yeah. He never I watched don't... it. Is what I heard. <laughs> Yeah. You shouldn't have made it. No. All right. Uh, should we get to the other stuff or talk about, since we're talking about Untapped, do like our quick year and re beer? Yeah, we should probably do that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that real quick. Something we like to do at the end of the year is because kind of, Untapped does this uh, your year in beer thing and kind of recaps all your check ins and gives you some nice statistics. And we'll just kind of run through them real quick and compare and contrast. Uh, starting with the number of check-ins, I have 142 this year, and the average is 3.95. I had 387 check-ins. We have a winner there. I'm yeah. <laughs> and it is down from last year. Last year, I had 592 check-ins. Jesus. Uh, whoa. Uh, my average. You're in a global pandemic. I know. I I literally went around, and oh, yeah, we I did that a lot. Everything. We were yeah. like doing <laughs> a lot everything. of carry. Yeah, during especially during the lockdown where we couldn't go anywhere, but we wanted to support the brewery still, so we bought pretty much everything that they had. <laughs> like I remember sending pictures back and forth with Saf. Where, this brewery has this, and like we send like. Stacks on stacks on stacks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We'd go out and just stop at like six breweries and then trade whatever we had. Yeah, uh, that's died down a little bit. Uh, my average for 2021 was 3.92, so Pretty I'm close. I'm below mm. on that one. See, I had for 2021 62 check-ins. What? So weak. <laughs> you know what? No, 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 no. No, it's not weak. It's more constraint. <laughs> you and your wife have made it's still more than one a day yeah you, you and your wife or one a week one a week yeah that's true you oh, that's and your true. wife made like real strides and progress on bettering your health i didn't expect you to have more right this is true look at look at you guys look at both of you no that's true yeah this is a podcast so you can't honestly but i don't know what the numbers are but it's a damn near close to <laughs> x amount of weight loss and it's wonderful Round of applause yeah, to Pale yeah, yeah. and his yeah, wife. Yeah. Thank you. Pale can post some nudes on the gram. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Digo OnlyFans. The yes. Digo OnlyFans. The Digo OnlyFans. The Digo OnlyFans. Yeah, I'm expecting that number to be like about the same for 22. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean it's just, you have a lifestyle, right? You created a lifestyle. You know, whatever. Yeah. 
But he's um, also the only one with a child. Yeah, that yeah. that's the part that uh, <laughs> I can't really like go out and let's try to build him up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving him multiple excuses. He can use them. Yeah, all. that's true. There you go. I need to like grow this kid up real fast. Like, come on, kid. <laughs> then we can all go together. And yeah, drink and that's true. <laughs> I need you to join me on these. <laughs> Uh, so 3.96 was my average. You got the highest so far. I, somewhere in between, all y'all numbers. No, no I'm kidding. Nowhere near Dustin's. I had 93 <laughs> check-ins. 93 total check-ins, and my average rating was 4.06. Nice. You had some good choices this year, I, I guess. Uh, I only drink the best. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also don't have a, like a really good excuse for your piss poor check-in amounts. Yeah, <laughs> especially if you go out with like your work friends like during the week and well, drink occasionally. Yeah, I do, but then I always feel like a don't dork, and in. I'm sitting there checking yeah. them in yeah. and be like, "Why are you antisocial?" But hold on, <laughs> type, me, type, 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 type. Let me write a review of this. Writing review of this beer in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I feel like an asshole, so I'm like, I'll check it in later, and then I never do. So I know that number's a lot higher than that, especially with some of those flights, because I want to give it the justice that it deserves. I just don't want to do a little sampler when I've already had right, 10 right, other right. samples. It, it's kind of hard because I want to give a nice description of it without just, you know, not writing anything. So I had uh, three less beers this year, so I'm pretty consistent. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have like a routine to your right. and it stays the same every year. <laughs> Exactly. I drank more than last year. You did? Yeah. I only had 77 during the shutdown. I had, yeah, because I you didn't have a lot of carryout to... Yeah, our carryout was This limited. year, you actually came down... You <laughs> came. You both came down, and we did like a little tour, so that's probably where you got a bunch of chickens that you wouldn't have had last year. Yep. Well, I remember like the start off 2020, I was trying to hit that thousand unique check-ins, so... yeah. <laughs> I was like, really? Have you done it? I'm still not there. <laughs> I, I I I hit 2,000 this oh year. Gosh. I still need like 120. God, gonna yeah, maybe I could do it. This I did hit a thousand this year. That was one of my goals, and I did it. All right, so uh, I'm just gonna say my top beer of the year was the cookies and meme cake from Windmill Brewing, mm-hmm. which we got at a tap room. That is the name of it in yeah. Indianapolis. That was the name, a tap room. <laughs> uh, mine, I have several. Like the the list they gave me, the five, uh, they're all fives. But the number one oh, nice. that they told me that was my top year was the uh, three year anniversary barrel aged Lythronax or mm. yeah Lythronax from Pax Verum. So oh. we oh yeah that one was good yeah um, the the we went. And they had limited edition. I think they only bottled a hundred of them, hundred bottles, and it was like um like a wine bottle, essentially sized. So of course I bought one. Are you kidding me? I still I didn't have the, the barrel aged version. I just had the yeah unbarrel one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that was that was interesting. It was wonderful. The Lythronax and the ginger Lythronax was like they were like really good. So of mm-hmm. course I was like. Yeah, I'm going to buy this one. And I almost held on to it for the show. <laughs> you got plenty of beers you're holding on to for right. the show? Yeah. Yeah. 
Doesn't help my wife loves stouts too. So yeah, so those don't <laughs> stick around. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's why we do all IPAs on the show because she won't drink those, so they're yeah. just sitting in the fridge waiting for the show. Yep. Keeping tabs on your shadow proofs. Yeah, I have. <laughs> no, yeah, she won't touch them. She doesn't like the shadow proofs. Oh, that's good. So good for us. Good for us. Nice. Yes. That's why they're still sitting there. Yep. All eight of them. Pale. We'll get to them this year. What you got? Oh, uh, your number one beer. My number one beer. Uh, the house. House blend by Google. The House blend, yeah. The blend, by that House. was good. That's on my list too. Yeah, that was so smooth. And- mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's a good brewery. That's their. That's what their Tinker. The their partnership with Tinker. Yep. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The talk, it's, coffee it's, company. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Okay. That's funny. Not even a Fort Wayne beer. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I'm right there with you, Pale and Saf, but the one they gave me was the Haas blend from Gugman. And then uh, the cookies and memes cake, of course, was my other five. Yeah. But my those are the only two fives. Those are rare. Also from Gugman, the bicycle basket fruit beer oh, yeah. that we got when we yeah. were there. That one was so good. I gave that a five. That was good. I can't remember all the fruits. There was like four different fruits in this mm-hmm. milkshake IPA. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I I guess there's one uh, since Pale brought up Shadowproof just five seconds ago. Uh, my other one of the other five that I have listed here was the Horchata Shadowproof. I gave that a five, mm. and so that's something you guys would be looking forward As to. I say, <laughs> hopefully we get to actually review that on the show. Yeah, and so it's it. Those are exciting. I do like that Shadowproof, and I hope they stick to that. And continue to play with that each year because it's fantastic. It's like I'm Allison's not gonna hear this. She barely listens. It's on par with like the beer tax releases. Mm-hmm. But it's not as like big and not as like a big party as the beer tax releases. Mm. So I don't know. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, my top beer style, I didn't go the number doesn't matter, but my top beer style was still New England IPAs. Yeah, mine was the IPA, American IPA. What a joke! But I did have uh, 225 different styles. Mm. I only had 52. Well, 52 out of 225. Oh, oh, oh! I read that wrong. Hold on. <laughs> he had like, all oh, the styles. Yes. Every one, every <laughs> style. 95. Sorry, 95. See, I had 33 different styles, and my top one was the American IPA. Hmm. I had 45 different styles, and my top kind of surprised me was the Milkshake IPA. I'm hmm. like, I thought for sure my stouts would be up there, but... Yeah. I don't know what this top is. Is it... The amount or the yeah, score? The, the, the quantity or the score? Because number two on here is stouts for me, which I 100% believe that would be number one yeah. if it was based on scores or caps. Yeah. It's not based on score, because if it was stouts, because... My top two that I checked in were those stouts, the coffee and memes yeah. cake. Oh, 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 oh. Number three on here is sours. Yeah. So it's it's definitely not score. No. Because well, <laughs> sours number three, too. And I'm like, bullshit. Yeah, for me, too. <laughs> that, it's it's going to be the same. Because that's just top beers on untapped. That's not has any, nothing to do with us. All of it. Oh. It's number one IPA, Excuse two me. stout, oh, three sours. Okay. But still, oh, milkshake IPA. Why can't, why can't I read? I'm really bad at this. Yeah, so the only thing that really matters is the what's written in that box. Uh, I see. That's specific to us. Um, I went 
48 breweries you drank beer from in 2021. Which one was your top? Well, do your top two. What was your top, top two? Two is Two Toms and Indiana City. 11 unique beers and 10 unique beers. Nice. Those are good. Probably, Those are good too. Maybe my two favorite in Indiana. So that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> for sure. Uh, breweries for me, 84. Ooh. Uh, I had 48 and you had 84. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My top two, top two of this list were both Fort Wayne breweries. Nice. Nice. Dot and line and two toms. Dot and line is number three for me. Yeah. They're uh, tied at 23 a piece. And then Gugman's is a close third with 17. I, I think, I think Gugman's is better than Indiana city in my opinion. However, the Doodle Crew series is way better than yeah. anything Gugman's does, but I don't drink anything basic from Indiana City. That's true. I drink anything from Gugman's. I think Gugman's makes more different beers, and Indiana City just has like their basic beers, and there's like one unique yeah. beer a month. So yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Uh, twenty-two breweries, and my top two are Dot and Line and Two Toms, and the. Chapman's was a close third. Or it was third, but it was close. Hmm. That makes sense, because we had that uh, promo with him. Yep. Mm-hmm. We had all those beers. And still have some. we got to get to. Uh, I had 24 different breweries. And my top two were Two Toms with 21 and Dot and Line with 18. But I had a different third place than any of you. I had Mad Anthony. Because I'm a Mug uh, Club member at Shigs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Shigs membership. And I forget yeah. to check in at Shigs when, like, when we go for dinner. So that's my fault. It's wild because I'm a Mug Club member for Prime Evil. But <laughs> they, don't release, they don't release new beers all yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like, I've had everything you've owned, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no new check-ins I'm, this year. <laughs> I don't think the rest of these really are that important. Yeah. I, I, Allison's my best friend on here. <laughs> Keith is my drinking buddy. And, right. The locations only matter if you actually hit that venue thing at the bottom. Sometimes I forget, so I don't even really count that. I don't either. I, I always hit mine, and I have to laugh because a tap room made the list, and I was there once. <laughs> right. That's why I think it's uh, weird. <laughs> I'm uh, the 75th... Uh, fan of Ellison Brewing and I don't even really like Ellison Brewing. <laughs> <laughs> How does that happen? <laughs> like it's fine, but I wouldn't say I'm like a huge proponent of it. Yeah, we were it was a that was a, the last time we went to Ellison it was kind of a letdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had like one beer on tap. <laughs> right. We like me and Allison went and then we had like such a great time with like all their beers on tap and then we went with Saf the next time and it still had a pretty decent like size mm-hmm. with food and whatever. And then we went as part of the tour that you guys came down for and they had one beer on tap and like three in the can and they're like, yeah, we still have food. We're like, mm, okay, pass. Right. <laughs> it was like, it was hell. We had to drive around the, the, the place several times to get a parking spot. We ended yeah. up deciding to pay for parking. Yeah. Which we didn't. Pacers game. (laughs) (laughs) We are taking this minor break to remind you all that you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and now TikTok. 
at Drink In Geek Out. Most of our socials are done through Instagram. We try to uh, do trickle down of posts to Twitter and Facebook if you want to get a hold of us uh, or see what we're doing. Instagram is going to be the best thing for you. TikTok is just going to be fun. We're not going to try to be super serious about it, uh, but you can find some of our brewery trips and uh, our craft beer that we've been brewing ourselves on the TikTok. You can also find us on our website, drinkinggeekout.com. There we have our Geek SRM, our Geeky IBUs, our show notes, and other links to find out you know, more about us or how to contact us. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And yes, I know you're currently listening to us, but what if you need a new venue? I'm sure we got one just for you. We got merch, t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, and more on Threadless at drinkinggeekout.threadless.com and on TeePublic at tpublic.com slash store slash drinkinggeekout. We do have a Patreon. It's not super active, but we do have uh, levels of support that you could help us with, uh, starting with like the Super Geek that gets you a shout out on the show and up to the Uber Geek. We have pretty much forces us to dedicate an episode to you. And there's plenty of rewards in the middle uh, as you grow up different tiers. You do not have to support us to listen to the show, but anything helps since we are free and will continue to be free to provide you the best beer content and geek content out there. And now, back to the show. All right, let's get to the actual topic. I mean, it's going to be probably similar to our Christmas episode where we're just kind of talking about what we saw this year. I put all the big things on this list here, but you can add anything that you want to talk about that I did not write down so starting with towards the beginning of the year falcon and the winter soldier came out we didn't never get to do an episode about it we probably um, won't get to we, it yeah that's all these things are probably stuff we won't ever get to a full episode on just because it's too late at this point yeah until like towards the end of the list i put on i even made notes like we'll probably do full episodes on these but uh stuff early in the year we just kind of missed the boat <laughs> the time came and went and we never got around to it but like falcon the winter soldier i thought was fine i like it but out of all of the disney plus marvel series that was probably the my least favorite including the three episodes i've seen of hawkeye i prefer over it so uh it's really i mean i if you're like the marvel movies i say watch it but if you're a cat fan i say watch it like yeah as like it's up there. I honestly think that they shot this as a movie and then yeah. broke it down into like six yes. parts. What I was just gonna say. That's yeah. how I feel. And it, it's really setting up the next Captain America movie that's coming with uh, Bucky and Falcon. And well, I guess he is Captain America now. So like, um, it's all leading up to that, which I think is shooting now or soon, and we'll fill more of the gaps in and. Uh, maybe on a rewatch, it'll be more interesting, but it just, after watching WandaVision, it was kind of just like nothing too spectacular. Where, yeah. And that like in between Loki and WandaVision, I was like, this is just like a long move mo Marvel movie and there's nothing really fun about it or special about mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I will say that I think because of the series, we got a little bit more from Baron Zemo that we didn't quite yes, get that was nice. in Civil War. Uh, to make him like a real villain instead yeah. of just like a side character in the Civil War. Yeah, it it kind of pissed me off in Civil War when they pretty much limited him to nothing. <laughs> he he's in like one scene or something. Like yeah, like he doesn't he, really have he like he sets everything up, but 
like you never really see him do anything or like accomplish anything. So yeah, it was nice to kind of see that in this. And I like that character more now. There's definitely a lot, some parts of it were a lot darker than I was expecting. Like uh, when the one new guy becomes Captain America and some of his decisions he makes like are like, holy crap, dude. Like John Walker, John Walker. I was like, Steve Rogers would never like, yeah. be that awful. And and it sets up uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus, who has like popped up two or three times yeah, now. It's yeah. uh, Contessa. Mm-hmm. It's, let me see if I remember this. Contessa. It's like three words. Valentina uh, Allegra. Something like or that. Or Valentina de Fontina. <laughs> or Fontaine. Yeah. Something like that. I don't think it's Allegra, yeah. though. That's an allergy medicine. <laughs> Take Allegra. <laughs> But I, I guess she's going to be a major player in the phase four or five, whatever they're on. I can't even keep yeah, track of what I, phase Marvel's in. Yeah, I think they were teasing her as uh, uh, Miss Hydra or Mrs. Hydra, which... Yeah. Uh, I think she's a good actor, so I'm excited to see more from her. Obviously, she's not going to be Thanos, but she could be like behind the scenes pulling some strings. Right, for sure. There was a lot of good stuff with... like Because... Uh, there's like black lives matter going on around that time. And they kind of did a lot of good comments on that where like the police are going to arrest, uh, Falcon. Yeah. And, and he's in Baltimore and then, yeah. <laughs> and he's arguing with Bucky and they're like, dude, don't you know who this is? And he's like, Oh, I'm sorry, man. And then, uh, the old dude that was a previous, Super soldier. Oh, super yep. soldier. And he's like, you're working for the government now. You sell out or whatever. So I like that storyline. Mm-hmm. They're like trying to keep him like hush and like wouldn't actually let him ever be Captain America yeah. because of his skin color. So they, they brought that up quite a bit. Yeah. And then the little bit of like a privileged conversation between Sam and Sam. That's his name. I couldn't think of his name. Yeah, uh, yeah. Between Sam and uh, uh, James, a little bit like you're white. What do you know? Yeah, you have no, <laughs> no idea. Um, but I think that it was a, it was a good watch. But if you're going to watch uh, Disney Plus shows, definitely go with the Wandavision that we already already previously mm-hmm. talked about. Yep. Yeah, that was also this year, and so was Loki. But we already did. Well, we already talked those, about so. it. Yeah, but yeah. So <laughs> go watch, watch go watch those. And if you have time, yeah, watch this. I, I don't. I'm not trying to say de- I'm not going to deter you from it. Just go right. ahead and watch it. Yeah, it's good. It's just not as good. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I thought was fantastic that came out, I think, in July, uh, Black Widow. Yeah. That was a fantastic movie. I just watched it recently, and I was like, yeah. man, I, I kind of slept on this movie a little bit, but it, mm-hmm. it's really good. It's kind of action. I will say, without spoilers, it's good that you watch that movie before you finish. Exactly. I know what you're talking about. I've yeah, seen the spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So now that you're watching Hawkeye and you're only yeah. a few episodes in, yeah, it's, like, it's good that you watch <laughs> Black Widow. Got to see that one first. Because at the end of, uh, of Black Widow... She's like shown a picture of uh, Clinton Barton or whatever his name is, and and I was like, oh, this is probably going to pop up in Hawkeye. <laughs> yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Spoiler alert. Uh, I will say that sh- her comedy in that film, and of course, yes, 
in a Hawkeye. Yeah, you already know. I know. <laughs> she could really be in, like in a buddy cop TV show. Uh, yeah, yeah, I really like her. I like yeah. her. I thought fantastic. it would have been cool to do like a, a, a widow's whole series just with her being the new leader of all those yeah. Yeah. former widows. That'd be good. I'd watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, many times. Yeah. And uh the vest she, like that she buys in that movie yes. and she like, gives to Scarlet it's my Witch. My favorite vest. <laughs> <laughs> I like that whole scene. <laughs> and then I, I rewatched Endgame and I'm like, oh shit, Scarlett Johansson is wearing that vest yes. in the movie. That's <laughs> awesome. It's like, oh that attention to detail that Marvel does. Yeah. Or she makes fun of her her, her like, stance superhero drop her stance yes oh pose, yes and then she does it later stupid. in the movie <laughs> yeah. oh i feel so stupid <laughs> all right and uh, we can assume that she gets blipped so it makes sense in endgame she's wearing that vest yeah um mm. that's why we she's not in that all right uh, so and i also, before we move on, I want to mention her. The parents are both great too. Oh, oh yeah, David Harbor and um, <sighs> Rachel Vice. <Feist. laughs> great, yeah, Rachel Vice. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I love her. <laughs> <laughs> like they have that that secret language, like when they're basically just like uh, traps her and gets her caught. But like the secret language is like, yeah. no, you didn't know that I was going to break you out this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> I got a strong. Incredibles vibes when he's trying to fit into his suit mm-hmm. and he's like all fat now. I'm like, oh shit, this is like live action Incredibles that yes. I'm watching. <laughs> Gonna try to remake this suit real quick. <laughs> Up at a size. Uh, I will say that I was kind of let down by the villain, main villain. Yeah. It's just like uh, the reveal. The re- yeah. like, the The main villain was awesome as a fighter and awesome as a villain, but the reveal of who she was was kind of a letdown. Yeah. Um, and the, the way that they defeated her or them, I guess right. was also kind of like a letdown. Uh, but overall, I think it was a pretty good movie. Yeah. I liked finally getting some backstory on black widow. It kind of filled in some earlier holes in the MCU. So it was mm-hmm. all nice. Yeah, for sure. It's a good closure for her. Uh, we skipped over Mortal Kombat. I liked that movie. Uh, I, I like. I enjoyed. I, it I did a enjoy lot. that movie. Uh, there, I had some problems with it, like the whole they invented this new Cole character. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> like that was weird. A hundred and twenty uh, Mortal Co- <laughs> like characters in the Mortal Kombat games, and you just made up one <laughs> for the movie. <laughs> like, use, there's so many to choose from. Why make up this guy as the main character? And you had to laugh too because there was no actual Mortal Kombat that took place. It was all <laughs> yeah, they never before the tournament. Let's kick the tournament. shit out of each other, and that's mm-hmm. how it all ended up. Like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> there ain't yeah. no tournament. Yeah, they could have picked one of the other characters in the franchise and just put a backstory to one of them and yeah. be like, oh yeah, I remember this guy from the video games. That's mm-hmm. cool. That's that's how he came about. Just follow like Sonya or anybody. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Pick, pick a character and just follow them and not make up a guy. Uh, I like like all the shout outs to the game where like there's like finish him or like 
flawless victory mm, yeah. when they do stuff like that. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, that's from the game. Honestly, the best get, part get over of, her. The best part of yeah. this movie to me was the background of Scorpion and Sub Zero because honestly, yes. they're the real stars of this. Not Liu Kang, which was not mm-hmm. even present hardly. Um, yeah. <laughs> Well, Luke Kang is the star of yeah. the franchise. Like he's the hero of the franchise. But when they wrote it, but they realized, in in fact, Noob Sabit and whatever Ed Boon, um, yeah, whatever his name is, uh, Tobias. Tobias, thank you. Uh, they said their favorite character is Scorpion, and he's been in all the video games since, and he's my yeah. favorite. Um, yeah, and exactly. all the ninjas they were even reptile when he came in. He started out as a ninja and then turned into something mm-hmm. else. But those are the more famous ones but their story they were stuck with the luke hang narrative but it was yeah. nice they gave the backstory with the family and that i thought that was well scene done is yeah great that was well done but uh I thought the cg for goro was really good that whole scene <laughs> yeah where he's fighting um whatever that camera the dude's name but cole cole yeah I mean, that was really <laughs> newbie entertaining i thought that was a good scene felt like a like a hulk smash yeah yeah <laughs> I was thinking in the video games, it's not actually Sub Zero that kills Scorpion's family. It's, or it's, I think it's Quan Chi manipulates yes. Sub Zero into doing it. So I was waiting for that reveal. Takes at some it out point, on the Ling Kuei clan. Yeah. yeah. And that starts the whole mm-hmm. thing. And that's, um, in fact, there's uh, another spinoff to this. I know Pale and I at one point were going to talk about it, but they made an animated series that talked about mm-hmm. that where Scorpion gets his revenge. And it retells yes, that that's a situation one. where he learns his backstory that it was Quan Chi and he takes it out on everybody. He like kills Goro, Shang Tsung, and mm-hmm. Quan Chi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a sequel to that that I haven't watched yet, but I saw it, yeah. that it is on HBO. Mm-hmm. All right. That's plenty on that, I think. Uh, I see Jungle Cruise. I think we did mention it a little we bit on our rock, briefly. On yeah. a rock episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rocktober Fest. <laughs> uh, but I th- I tossed it on there because I thought this film was fantastic in that it could lead to a Pirates of the Caribbean as yeah. repeat about movies uh, as a standalone. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, it's not like it's not Pirates good, but I, I feel true. like it's setting it up for good. So I figured we would you know potentially talk about that. And then a- another one that I did bring up or didn't bring up, I put on here. Uh, just for potential talkabouts would be the movie that came out the day after my birthday, Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. Yes. That I was still got to see that one. Oh. I thought it was, du- I, it was I, I keep forgetting that it exists. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, without spoilers, I think that this potentially could be one of his better movies. Yes. I, I like it way better than Deadpool. Oh, wow. Mm. Really? Yeah, hundred percent. I wow. I would I would watch this over watching Deadpool again. I think this had more of a story than Deadpool. I was like yeah. really intrigued. Deadpool, you were just waiting to laugh at every corner. Yeah, this had its funny moments, but you're also kind of rooting as he's yep. a bit of an underdog making his way up to the top. So yeah. it's kind of like the idea that you in in this situation where you're playing video games it kind of gives the perspective of the NPC that mm-hmm. you wouldn't normally, you know, get. And for these programmers to make a, an AI that's able to learn 
and then kind of it displays it learning. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so that that's like I honestly think that's one of the better films of 2021. Like you mm-hmm. guys should really watch it. I I'm definitely want to. I just I just keep forgetting about it. Uh, okay. I like well one thing I've heard about the movie is well I had to look up was what free guy is and like the writer of the movie is like oh uh, in the olden times yeah. <laughs> free guy was like an extra life or a one up free guy was another term for that. Mm. I was like, oh, okay, that that makes more sense now. You know what? Honestly, like, I, didn't know, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It makes sense since yeah. I've seen the movie. I'm thinking about that yeah. way, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely good, and it's a good modern day telling, like with our society and streaming and video games. It's got a good story, and it it makes sense. I'm sure an older generation tried to watch this; it wouldn't make any freaking sense to them whatsoever. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so it's kind of like. It, it's a new new telling with the new generation, so that's pretty cool. And of course, this doesn't. It's a nerdy because it's a video game VR style enough for us to bring it up. But it's it's not something that I don't think that there's going to be a sequel or a you know anything for us to make an entire episode about. Uh, but since we have half of the people here who've seen it, <laughs> this is going to probably just draw the line yeah. there. Right? Watch this movie. Check it out. It's- Honestly, I will say I will stake it on everything that I've seen in 2021. I think this is – well, now that I finished 2021, it's probably the third best movie of 2021. Wow. But I think maybe the second or the first best movie that I've seen in 2021. Because hmm. I haven't seen – I haven't. I don't go to movie theaters anymore. I have to wait till movies are on streaming services for me to see them. Uh, so I won't see Spider-Man until 2022. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's up there on, of all the films that get made, that one's like the, the top notch. Speaking of top notch films, probably the sequel to the shitty ass Suicide Squad. <laughs> the sequel's top notch. I think The Suicide Squad might be my favorite movie of the year. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. I need to see it, it again, but I agree. It's top I watched two, it th- three. twice in that first month. It was on HBO Max for free <laughs> or whatever. Like, uh, I really... I mean, James Gunn, I like all of his movies. Yeah. He's pr- probably my favorite writer-director. The The Guardians of the Galaxy is my favorite. Even be better than Wata Titi Tiki Wata Tiki whatever his name is <laughs> Tiki Wata Tiki Taika Watiti <laughs> yeah Tiki Watiti he's in yeah. Free Guy isn't he yes yeah 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 he's up there too uh, but I've you like James more, Gunn better I've seen I think I've seen more James I think James Gunn has been around longer or done more but mm. I, I don't know I just like his style yeah. the way he uses music in his movies and uh, I don't, his writing style his humor yeah. and I think Suicide Squad is definitely the best DC movie oh, yeah, yeah. that I've seen, mm-hmm. and uh, I, Rob, I think it is my favorite movie of the year. I'm trying to. Think I, th- what else I, saw. I think before you think about this, because of this film and because of James Gunn, I think that uh, John Cena's acting career is going to just go up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly, with without. You know, without a doubt, I think that John Cena was doing he used the, him perfectly. Yeah, yep. you doing the military marine guy. You know, because I was in wrestling movies, mm-hmm. 
uh, even when he was the FBI guy in Bumblebee, he was still just bad. Yeah. And then this role, I'm like, fuck, I like John Cena now. <laughs> like, like his sense of humor in the movie and like just like his yeah. ability to make this character likable and hateable at the same time. Like, yeah. It's, it's rock-esque. Yeah, I was going to say, he's yeah. getting the rock level now. He's going to explode mm-hmm. and be in everything. I, I cannot wait for Peacemaker. Yeah. Like the more I, I that see comes clips out this I'm month, like, I think. Yeah, it's in like a week. We're going to have a, a Rocktober. We're going to have a Decina Burr. September. Because of how great he's going to become. I think in the he next was in years. six movies this year, like yeah. this summer. <laughs> yeah. I believe it. Uh, I think the best. There's Okay, so there's really two good scenes in this movie. Uh, the first one is when they realize, oh, shit, we actually are in a suicide mission in the beginning of the film. Like the cold open or yeah. whatever it is. <laughs> it was a very long cold die. Open. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then we cut to like the people that we're going to follow this movie. Right. And then the other one is when uh, Polka Dot Man becomes more than just like a, a whiny ass bitch mm-hmm. for the final like boss battle or whatever i did enjoy that one quite a bit the other scene that made me laugh hysterically is when idris alba and the peacemaker just run through the village and (laughs) everybody (laughs) and then they're like hold on the peace squad (laughs) these are allies (laughs) (laughs) oh we just killed everybody (laughs) and they're like competing and like Shooting people's dicks off and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's such a good scene. I really like the. I mean, Harley Quinn is really great in this movie, and I like like her escape scene where like you kind of see what she's thinking during it, and there's like flowers flying around like out of people as she shoots them. It's like flower petals coming out instead of blood because that's like her crazy mind. Get to see it from her perspective. Really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. She also had a couple. Am I thinking this correctly? She had a couple Sherlock Holmes slow down moments. What do you mean by? Okay, so in the Robert Downey Jr., where he kind of like goes into his own head and like oh, plans yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There was some some of that, right? I think. I think so. Yeah, I'd have to revisit the movie. It it's way better than the first Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so much better. There are there are scenes in that first Suicide Squad that I'll watch again, like when. They're trying. They're trying out Deadshot, and he's like, "Yeah, these aren't real guns." You, you know, boom. He's like, he smells. <laughs> he's like, "You motherfuckers are crazy!" <laughs> and they like shoots holes in all the dummies in one spot. I watch that clip over and over because there's moments of that movie mm. that I think are enjoyable, but as a whole, that movie sucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think like Will Smith and Harley Quinn are the only redeeming things in the first one yeah and it's sad that they didn't get will smith back but i think they just improved by getting idris alba instead right mm-hmm. just get another character yeah but with I, similar abilities right and uh and uh, uh king shark or whatever mm-hmm. sylvester stallone is amazing oh he <laughs> yeah. is hilarious in that role that was a huge improvement over the croc croc they had in the first one <laughs> that was terrible I mean, I'll tell you the difference for that Suicide Squad director. Is it David Ayer? 
Uh, I think so. I think that's yeah, something. David Ayer. That's the difference. David Ayer, <laughs> James Gunn. And I think uh, Warner Brothers kind of cut his movie, and he was like, he, I, he like quit towards the end because he was like, you guys are just like changing my movie. Like, so people are like, release the Ayer cut after the yeah. the Snyder cut because it's not the movie he wanted to make. So I don't really blame him, but right. But the the, the thing with David Ayer is. He makes this. I don't want to disparage him, but he makes the same movies. Yeah, uh, Fury was his. Uh, Tax Collector was his. Uh, Bright was his. See movies that you've never heard of because of the same <laughs> fucking movie. Training Day. He was he was the director of Training Day. You've guys heard, heard of Training Day? I'm yeah, sure. that was well, like his big hit. <laughs> Den- yeah, yeah, Denzel. And Bright is the movie Will Smith and that blue guy. You've heard of it. Or maybe you've Oh, the one from uh, Netflix. Oh, the Netflix yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched yeah. that one. I yeah. did see yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. that's David Ayer. The, I was thinking of the same. James Gunn yeah, it's movie. Like the same. Oh, that's right. the same. Brightburn. Brightburn was so good. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, David Ayer directed Birds of Prey. If I'm not mistaken, I don't. Maybe Birds of Prey is actually pretty good. I think. Uh, no, yeah, I 100 percent agree. 100 percent agree. All right, let me see. Uh, Google is free. Hold on. Uh, director was Kathy Yan. Okay, never mind. Director, I thought he had something to do with it. So I feel like he washed his hands of DC after Suicide Squad because he he was just not happy with the experience, but. One of these uh, in Suicide Squad, David, director David Akers, whose film quite changed dramatically, it seems, WB, via reshoots. In response to this, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous and whatever she called it, direct, uh, <laughs> Kathy Yan showed some solidarity with Ayer stating, I'm so sorry this happened to you, David. Okay. I I, I'm, I guess I'm just re-remembering the story. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Conflating some things. Yeah. All right, we've been talking too long about that. Let's move on. But it was meant to be a yeah. whole separate episode. We just never got to it. So that's why we're talking so long. Uh, next is the What If series, which we kind of mentioned. Uh, we maybe we talked about it after we recorded yeah. an episode. <laughs> just un unreleased. I content. think that took a lot of people yeah. some time to get through, and it just kind of fell by the wayside. Plus, with their whole release yeah. of episode a week now, and yeah. It's mm-hmm. yeah. taken too long. I think that's it's hard. I think that's the downfall for Disney Plus right now is there's shows that come out every single week for six, seven, eight weeks at a time, and it's tough for, uh, I guess for I don't want to say you guys, but for most people who don't want to pay for Disney Plus. Yeah for content that's stale that they only get like three weeks, four weeks of yeah. enjoyment out of it for the entire year. And when it's a almost 10 episode thing, it feels like it's been out too long by the time they get to the final yeah. episode to do a whole episode on the series. Cause it's like, well th- this ended ten, or this started 10 weeks ago and like people talk about it as right. it's going on. But by the time the end, people are done talking about it. So yeah. why would we <laughs> spend time talking about mm. it? And it's it's a weird weird mix because people are complaining that some of the TV shows are too short. Well, I think I heard someone say that The Witcher's season two was too short. Be having what like eight episodes or whatever instead of it was too short. Give us more episodes. 
Well, you have to think about it in these situations for, you know, Disney Plus movies that come out every single week. If you have a series that is six episodes to eight episodes, that's fine because it's only two months of Disney Plus yeah. that people are purchasing. But you're into the 10, 10 week thing. Yeah. That's three months mm-hmm. that someone has to purchase your Disney Plus. So your. That's the. They want you to stay a subscriber. So they spread it out like that. Backfiring, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's like twenty four dollars or something total just for one series that you want to watch. It just doesn't make sense because they only release like one show at a time, right? Yes. So, so you get the value of X amount of dollars per episode, but it's spread out for Mm -hmm. so long, and you're like, God, this sucks. Like, (laughs) and then let's say that you do watch, uh, uh, well, uh, division with nine episodes, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier with six episodes. You get more content for less money watching Falcon and Winter Soldier, but it wasn't mm. as good as WandaVision. I think Loki was six episodes, which yeah. was perfect for that series. Mm-hmm. And right, and I think that's so, like the something like that. You want to stick with the shorter. I, right. That's where Netflix screwed up by making all their Marvel shows like ten episodes, and then like three of the episodes were just filler yeah. most of the right. time. It would have yeah. been better if they were twenty-two minute or the twenty-five minute range. But when you got forty-five yeah. plus minutes, fifty minutes, only do six because I don't want to sit. That's why I gave up on all the the rest <laughs> yeah. of the Marvel season threes on Netflix. I'm like, I, there's thirteen episodes. That's forty five minutes, an yeah. hour each. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to watch a thirteen hour movie. It's so stale, right? And so I get like the the problem. And it's not really a problem, but it's a problem for us when it comes to coming up with these episodes. Is because we're on such awkward schedules on watching mm-hmm. these shows. Mm-hmm. It's really almost better. For you, if you're not just you don't have a, like a reoccurring thing, to wait until the entire series or yeah. several series are done by a month binge. and then binge watch all those shows. So I, it's tough for me. I like the Netflix model in terms that they just release everything at once. Yep. It's easier, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, you go at your own speed, and you can do like a couple a week if you want to. Or you can do it all in a weekend. But I mean, it's nice to have that flexibility. Like right. here it is. You do you put it into your schedule and watch it when you want to. I I think that's best. Yeah, and we can all watch it in one month and feel right. like it hasn't been out forever. By the time we actually do an episode up, uh, right. about it, mm-hmm. so to circle it back, that's why I think what if would have been a great episode for us to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was a great series. Yeah. And I enjoyed every episode, but we just never got around to talking about it. And yeah, it and if, if you want to hear our thoughts on it, there's the Disney announcements episode that we did. That's where we talked about it. We we talked about the what if because of several of the lineups had what if like season two mm-hmm. and the, the zombies, zombies and yeah, a couple of yeah, do that. Because we talked about other things <laughs> yeah. during our what if segment on this episode. For sure. What's next? Shang? Shang Chi. Sorry, I never can pronounce that Is it properly. Sh- like Shang? It's Shang Chi. Shang. Shang. Okay. It's like Shang, but with a G. Yeah. This uh, movie is um, hilarious. Is We've all yeah, seen yeah, it. Yeah, now? yeah. It's good. Okay, that's good. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I Because I think I talked about it one other time and I was the only one that had seen it because I actually went mm-hmm. to the theater and saw it. 
I I waited for it to be available on Disney Plus, which is fair. I'm, but I'm I, I really enjoyed well. the movie. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> wonderful! Yeah, uh, well, from the great. oh, she yeah. is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> from the cameos alone were just fantastic. You had Abomination, Timothy Rothery yes. prize the role, and then you had uh, Wong, Wong uh, John Wong in real life, but Wong in the in the Benedict, movie. No. Is it Benedict Wong? Because that sounds weird. It's like B.D. Wong. B.D. Wong. B.D. Wong, that's right. No, B.D. BD Wong is the Wong from Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Oh, the scientist. Okay, BD sorry. BD. It's, ben- it's Benedict Wong. Yeah. Ben- okay. Benedict. Is it? Yeah. So it's Benedict Cumberbatch and they it's their two, two actors' name names. Into- <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was, but then I, when I said it, I was like, wait, that doesn't that's make sense. Funny. Yeah. I thought it was John, but yeah, I guess it's just Benedict Wong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you have you have him in it. You have Ronnie Chang. If you if you guys like comedians from the Daily Show, from the yeah, Daily Show and the stand up comedy, he's the one of the attendants. I guess the MC in that Fight Club. Yes. Um, he kind of he like meets him on the elevator and like uh, yeah yeah in that nightclub and then gets him in the room. I had no idea and I heard his voice and I was like, mm. I know that voice. Why do I know that voice? Uh yeah, so this this movie definitely has aspects that are uh t- I guess tailored to splitting it apart into TV shows. Definitely. And I've... you can tell like you look at the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We, we literally twenty minutes said ago said that that could have been a movie. This one could have been a TV show, just the way that there was like different parts of it that were broken up, and mm-hmm. potentially like, uh, you know, kind of you could you could see the the honest breaks mm-hmm. in there, which which is good, uh, which made I guess the movie really enjoyable. Uh, I think my favorite part is the stuffed animal and. Ben uh, Kingsley character, the Mandarin. Yes, <laughs> the old Mandarin. <laughs> I like how they retconned that whole thing from yeah. Iron Man three, and actually brought in the real yep. Mandarin, right? And like the ten, whole Ten Rings saga. Cool. Yeah, and yeah, it, it, it answered some, questions. It yeah, put some shit to bed. It was perfect. I was like, you guys are awesome. When he showed up, I was like, oh yes, because <laughs> it was unexpected to see that character return. In mm-hmm. that way, I was like, "Is uh, that that Trevor guy?" I was like, "Oh my god, it is!" Yeah, and then that little creature thing, like, "Oh my god!" Without a face, <laughs> hello, I'm Trevor. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, was fantastic. He's he, really great. He plays an Englishman so well. I yeah. love it. He's Indian. Uh-huh. Didn't know that. Oh, really? That's funny. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Good for him. Yeah. He's he's wonderful in every role that he plays. I love I love Ben Kingsley. Mm-hmm. He's, he's so good because he played Gandhi in the live action Gandhi movie. Mm. Isn't he knighted? From I, I thought he was Sir Ben Kingsley. Yes, sorry, my mistake. My apologies. My apologies, Sir Sir uh, Sir Ben Kingsley. Yeah, he's in what Shutter Island, Shang Chi, Iron Man three. He was in Schindler's, Schindler's List. Oh yeah. Um, trying to remember, he was in Night at the Museum. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of films I can't re- really remember, but he did a lot of like 
biblical uh, biblical history type of films. Mm-hmm. So it does feel like that, yeah. So he's a great yeah, actor. He's just fantastic. We're not making this a Ben Kingsley <laughs> <laughs> episode, but he I love him. He's my favorite. You gotta wait till Ben Timber. Yeah. To... <laughs> ben Timber. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, 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 just to quickly, the mid credit scene we get, I think that's the one with Bruce Banner back and uh, yeah. um, 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 mm-hmm. Captain Marvel. And they're kind of talking about the impact of the rings and like saying like once he put the rings on, like this thing happened on the other side of the universe and kind of setting up this whole new mm-hmm. situation, maybe a sequel or something else down the line right and so it had like vibes of uh the into the madness where you had the wanda and yeah dr strange connection now you have the marvel and they're like uh, bringing them into the mm -hmm. avengers now uh and then they also set up in the post credit scene like the ten rings army is going to return at some point i think in a disney plus series or maybe in the Captain America movie. I can't remember. Right. And they're breaking down walls because it is uh, pretty much all female yeah. uh, crew uh, she, now. She, she takes over and like brings in because when she was. She being sister, his yeah, sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Uh, yeah. She wasn't allowed to train or anything with her father because there was no women allowed. Now it's like mixed genders and mostly women. So. Looking forward to all that. I think overall that was a really good film. Like yeah. that was perfect. Like it's nice. All the Asian representation is nice too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mostly white men. It feels like in the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. and now right. we're kind of branching out. Even from that. even with the Iron Fist being a well, white guy, you know, you think right. about it too. Like all these worldwide events that are happening. I mean, like we saw Wakanda and you know other things too like when the aliens are invading it affects yeah. all cultures of the world so there's got to exactly. be you it's know super powered people from every culture of everywhere so it kind of brings it all yeah. together and, and not just here in the united states and it's you know a little bit broader than that so yeah. it's kind of cool we had e- eastern Euro- eastern europe yeah. with russia and now we yeah, have asia absolutely mm-hmm. awesome yeah disney's like real big on bringing like all cultures and representing like everybody and not just like because people all over the world go see these yeah. movies, so they're just kind of capitalizing on that. It seems like yeah, we yeah. just watched uh, that new Encanto Disney movie. That oh was, yeah, I want to see that. It was good. I heard it was good. Yes. Was it? it was Lin Manuel does Lin Manuel did all the music. It's got at least good music. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was a fantastic <laughs> film. That's good. I I'll put that on my list. I still need I to think watch it's on it. Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. I saw it. I still need to watch Moana. <gasps> Haven't done it yet. <laughs> you're Such welcome, welcome. <laughs> uh all right moving on venom let there be carnage i, I have not even seen the seen first venom so no, i have not seen it <laughs> i have is it worth my time is it better than the first oh no okay <laughs> there's 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 good aspects there's good aspects it's just this this venom movie is like your stereotypical sequel Unlike the That's, Suicide Squad sequel, this sequel, when, yeah, this was just like yeah. more of the same. Or yeah. um, there, it's there's a little bit of more, of a the little same. bit of heightening, but yeah, there's yeah, with the the creation of 
Carnage and the resolution. I thought the resolution was mm. shit. So <laughs> I thought the first one was good, except for the end of the movie is kind of a letdown. It's just a big fight blob scene that I couldn't follow. And you've na- you yeah. nailed it. <laughs> that's what this is too. <laughs> that's what I figured. That's why I'm like, wow. Like the story's good. I like uh, the guy, whatever his name is. Tom Hardy. Yeah, Bane. My man crush. He's great, but he's lovely like in Peaky Blinders. Thank all you. All the fight oh. scenes, I just get lost because it's just a bunch of inky blackness that uh, you, the CGI is not that great, and you can't really tell what's going on because it's always in the dark, and he's yeah. black. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, No Time to Die. I has anybody else seen that besides moi? I'm the only one. Pale. I'm oh my a, god. I'm slash. I know. Others, we can't even say anything. <sighs> uh, <laughs> I mean, just uh, be like basic, I guess. Yeah, I'm not going to get too much into details. But, but there's I nothing think, but... to say about this movie unless <laughs> you're you talking know about the, the thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, there's a there's a thing. There's Don't a thing. The thing. thing. Well, no, no, uh, it's it's the it, it it concludes the Daniel Craig era. He's already announced he's not doing any more movies, and I think they wrapped it up nicely. Mm-hmm. And I think his series of movies is perfect, and I like the way earmuffs pale. <laughs> it well, it concludes. <laughs> uh, Let I me love, know when you're moving on. I love Madeline. I'll give you a. Swan. I'll give you one of these when we're done. Madeline Swan is amazing. Her story arc. We're not done yet, film. pal. I'll give you a thumbs up when we're done. <laughs> the <laughs> okay. Is he? Re- he really did yeah, took his headphones. His earphones yeah. are out, okay, so cool. we're good. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> talk about it. the Madeline Swan, the the whole like uh, Leah's Sadu, uh, like her storyline in the movie is great. Mm-hmm. The misrepresentation, the. Uh, the conditioning that James goes through to like the callback to Casino Royale where he gets yeah. backstabbed and now he's having those same feelings again with Madeline yeah. Swan. Mm-hmm. I think that all yeah. makes sense and like his reaction to it is perfect. Uh, and the fact that uh, Madeline Swan looks like my ex. Oh, wow. <laughs> made me feel very uncomfortable <laughs> watching the movie with Allison. Oh, dear. <laughs> I really liked uh the new theme song that went with this movie. Yeah. I didn't like it on its own, but it fit perfectly in the story. And I, uh, yeah, I like Billie Eilish's song, I guess. Yeah, right. Uh, and then the, the end of the film, I don't want to, I'm not going to say it, but the, Oh, he took his headphones off. Yeah. We can do it. So we'll, yeah. okay. Spoiler alert, skip ahead. Spoiler alert, whatever. You... Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the idea that, uh, Safin or, uh, Remy Malik's character, uh, poisoned James. His DNA, mm-hmm. yeah. His DNA. So he can't touch his family. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> Do we really know? It's almost like that backstabbing thing that he represent that he found out from, you know, Casino Royale and the beginning of this film mm-hmm. and the conversation that he had with Blofeld and everything was leaning against him in the idea that don't trust anything. Yeah. And then this happens, and you're like. Is this true? Yeah. I assumed it was. I always thought. I did too. Yeah. Because Q implants uh, Bond with these nanobots to like track him or whatever in his bloodstream. I thought he was going to use those to 
fight somehow it, yeah. fight the virus. Yeah. But then he just like I, I kind of had a feeling towards the. I knew it was leading to that, and I had a feeling it was coming. And for me, it's just it left that bitter taste because you could tell for ever since the start of this at Casino Royale, the man just wanted to be married and be happy and have a damn yeah. family. And he had mm-hmm. to do all this bullshit and still he was so close to it and taken away from him. He I'm had like, everything he wanted. Fuck, I feel it. horrible now. <laughs> it's so, yeah. Like I'm rooting so for sad. James and he just got this shit taken away from him. And it's just like, this is awful. I felt so bad. Yeah. I, I expect that ending, but I think, I kind of did though. It was I, good. I, yeah, I knew it was right? coming. With um, with Billy Magnuson, I don't remember his name. With Billy Magnuson killing Felix, no. Oh. I kind of assumed. Yeah. So they're, all bets are off. Anybody can die now. Yeah, they're purging Felix. That means they're going to yeah. get a new Felix. So foreshadowing. Yeah, yep. I don't know. I think this one for sure is number one overall uh, oh. film of 2021. Yeah, I, that that was my second choice. They was yeah. debating between this and Suicide Squad, just more fun, and this is yeah. like more of a downer. That, that's why well, I'll it's, watch. That it's the end of an era. More. It's a completion. Yeah. It brought yeah. the story but, uh, yeah, to a close. An end game. The story perfectly. Yeah. Pale's putting his headphones. And then back James on. Bond. I'm back. Oh wait. <laughs> 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 he shot someone. Well, I just go. I just googled "No Time to Die" and Harry saw something. So Potter, <laughs> why would you Google? <laughs> I gotta watch that movie. Like Harry Potter showdown. <laughs> Harry Potter dies at the end. <laughs> I'm really uh, excited about the future. Uh, I'm curious what they're gonna do with that franchise now. Yeah, mm-hmm. are they gonna continue with their uh, the female Bond that they had, or sorry, the yeah. female 007 that they had, or are they going to actually get someone like Idris Alba who expressed interest in doing it, but they didn't want to have a black man? Uh, or is Tom Holland going to get it because he also talked about wanting to do it? Uh, I will say, yeah, I know. Uh, Barbara, I made the same face. I made the same face, right. Keith. Ugh. Barbara Broccoli <laughs> has announced the new James Bond will be a British male of some co- kind oh so she left it open for like a people of color type of situation yeah okay it won't be a female she's like uh i don't know there should be roles for female specifically but james bond will be a man a british man and and also daniel craig literally he was raked through whatever for this but he said that the james bond character is a male and he believes the second part of this out of context, he believes that there should be a female, a strong female yeah. presence in movies, yeah. but it's not in the James Bond. It needs to be something different. It needs to yeah. be yeah, there should be a role specifically written for a woman to play, not just put her in James Bond like yeah. make a Jane Bond or something that Yeah. And he's he was like, I'm hundred percent on board. I want you know, women to be able to have the roles like this James Bond role that people can aspire to. And I'm mm-hmm. on board with it. Yeah. If you call it Jane Bond, I'm not watching it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it seems like pandering. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but if you have a, if you can have a secret agent, badass woman, I'm watching yeah. that. Black Widow. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's yeah, the closest yeah, thing that's out there to that. I mean, she's Russian, yeah, but, but <laughs> yeah, but that's different. That's wrapped up. It's wrapped up in the MCU, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's also going to be very limited. You're not going to replace the Black Widow. Yeah. Like, you have the 
Black Widow program, mm-hmm. but in terms of the in the Avengers, it's it, there's no replacement for that. Uh, we get just a few things left on the list, and I don't know if anybody's even seen the Eternals. Nope. Not no. is that one coming no, out soon to stream? It's uh, yeah, January twelfth, mid January. It hits January twelfth. Twelfth. Yeah. So we'll be looking forward to that. Uh, the cast I have been super excited about checking out. Yeah, I really want to see it, but we just haven't yet. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, the cast probably just looks fantastic. Uh, I like Kumail and uh, Brian Tyree Irving or whatever his name is from the Godzilla movie we mm-hmm. watched. Yeah. King... And then that uh, one guy from uh, Game of Thrones who's in it as well. Oh, uh, Richard Madden. Yeah, Richard Madden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Salma Hayek, she's Salma Hayek's always watch. good. Yeah. So yeah, we'll talk about that later. Uh, Hawkeye, I haven't finished, so uh, I can't really add anything. It was nice to be like released around Christmas because it follows the mm-hmm. things that happen like leading up to a Christmas. Mm-hmm. So it 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 was nice to release it at the same time to kind of get those vibes, especially with family yeah. and dealing with Clint and his family, and after the snap and everybody came back and. How he's readjusting yeah. in his past. Right. Yeah. I, I watched deleted scenes. They had an alternative ending. And I'm very bummed that they didn't include scenes from the alternative ending. But I'm also glad that they ended the way that they did. And that's all I'm going to say because Saf is working through it right now. Hmm. I need to watch that. I can do. I can pull a pail if you want me that to. That alternative. Yeah, right. pull a pail, pull a pail. Well, <laughs> I haven't seen all of it, so I'm going to have to pull my... Oh, never mind. Then we'll yeah. just... <laughs> it's yeah, just we'll me and you then, Dustin, but I haven't seen yeah, the alternative yeah. ending yet. It's tough because it just it, it ended like a couple of weeks ago, barely at the very end of the year. So. Uh, it, it was last year. It was last week. Mm-hmm. When, yeah, this so be, when this episode is being released, it, was, it ended last week. So it's unfair to really yeah. recap... Get let the listeners have a time to finish it as well. Yeah. For uh, sure. The other two things that came out this year are Spider Man, which I know Pale has seen and told us we need to see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll do a full episode on that. Yeah. I can guarantee we'll, we'll, no, Take your time. We'll, just stay off the internet. I mean, don't let I, Yeah, I keep seeing, I I keep seeing, seeing Spider Man in headlines and I yeah, just like just scroll past it as quickly as possible. Not, look at anything i I tried to go this week i looked on thursday at cold water where you can pick your theater seats and there's like one or two seats open i'm like fuck that i'm going to a full house i'll try again when it's uh, yeah a couple weeks i did it last weekend i was gonna see it and it was like i looked like an hour early and like all there was like nothing where you had like a road to yourself so i was like nope i'm not going i would be cool with having like two or three people per row but I haven't seen anything. Yeah, where everything is like no, pretty full still. I think so. I'm gonna wait till after like the the Christmas the holiday, break. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. teenagers yeah, will like be next week, gone. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. See it on a random Wednesday or Thursday night. <laughs> be no one there. And um, then the HBO release. It was in theaters as well. Mm-hmm. Of the Matrix, and which I have not seen yet. I saw and I loved. I have not seen it yet either, but Jesus, I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> Hearing Saf's review on it, I am yeah. very excited. <laughs> I, 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 we're, I think we should do a full Matrix episode yeah. and just talk about that franchise yeah, at th- some point. Yeah, I'm 100% on board with that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so we It was get fantastic. Details, but if you haven't seen it, listeners, watch it. It's fantastic. I might be a... <laughs> 
I liked even the ones that people don't like. So like my opinion yeah. may not matter because <laughs> I like two and three and most people don't. Oh, I did. I did too. And I love, <laughs> I love this one. My buddy texted me and he's like, so did you watch this movie? I was like, yeah, it's fucking amazing. He's like, Oh, I was like, why? He's like, I'm an hour in right now. And I don't know if I want to continue. I was like, no, fucking push, press play. Watch <laughs> it's it. Because the first hour isn't really what you would expect. It's more clo- like the whole movie is closer to the first Matrix than yeah. the second. Like, yeah. And I like that. But yeah. we'll talk about it later. For sure. We got to wrap up this episode because we're getting closer to the two hours. Yep. So. Um, so I already told you my favorite thing of the year was Suicide Squad with a close second being No Time. And uh, I think. Dustin and Keith both agreed No Time to Die was their favorite while mm. Pale was away. Pale, did you have a favorite thing that you saw this year? Uh, I had just probably two favorites, Spider-Man and The Suicide Squad. Fair. Yeah. Uh, Free Guy, if you haven't seen it, watch mm-hmm. it. That's second on my list. Yep, that's it's really good. Probably the next thing I'll watch. Yep. Well worth it. We didn't have time to talk about video games or like other TV shows, but... There's nothing really anything specific that I did. Right. Well, Ted Lasso season two came out in 2021. <laughs> like Metroid Dread was incredible. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, Metroid Dread. Dread yeah, that's great so far. Uh, New World came out in 2021. That lasted for a good like couple months. Hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yep. All right. <laughs> so until next time. Year. Year. Time and year. <laughs> Drink up and, and geek, geek out. out. <laughs>